0: This quarter and last, you see it on the board, God sees our, on the overhead, God sees our pain. And rather than being a title, they've used that as our family theme. And I want to just share a couple of things, especially some of the things we've heard this morning with the fellow using his wife and, you know, Mike and Sandy, those who are hurting. It's so easy to question God, isn't it? You know, Lord, why is this happening? Um. You know why do bad things happen to good people? And we need to realize there's something we don't have an answer to. First of all, God is God, and we can't make Him fit into what we think He ought to be. And again, I know I ask it often. What does God know? He knows everything. Uh, so we have to understand that. So we. We cannot design a God to fit our needs. And oftentimes, uh, we have expectations, and for whatever reason, in our minds, God hasn't met our expectations. Whenever that happens, we have to realize something. It's not God that's wrong. It's our expectations that are wrong. And so, you know, no matter what, we have to be like, Job, and we'll be on him, by the way, we'll be in Job next week. I'll share the verses later on. But Job came to the point in his life, even though he slay me, yet I will serve him. And that has to be our goal. And no matter what we're facing, God is good. Thank you, Wayne, all the time. And I know we, we say that a lot, and, we, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we better nail down the goodness of God when things are going good in our life. Because if we don't nail it down then, we'll never nail it down when the rug is pulled out under our life. But this morning, the Tyler, the theme, our family theme is God Sees Our Pain. And we're not talking today about physical pain. We're talking about emotional pain. And primarily about depression. And hopefully we can learn some things we can do to overcome depression and to help others who struggle with depression. We'll be in Jonah chapter 4 today, verse 3, Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 14 through 18. 1 Kings 19, verses 1 through 18, and then 1 Kings 21, uh, verse 27 through 29. We have uh, three key truths this morning. Number one is this. We or someone else we care about will eventually struggle with depression. How many know that's true? Yes. Number two, the second key point. There are steps we can take to help ourselves and help others overcome depression. The third thing is there is hope for dealing, for those dealing with the pain of depression. Now, a lot in our study guide for our teacher guide this morning, and by the way, we're going to look at real life verses from scriptures of different ones who we wouldn't have thought suffered from depression. But a lot of what we're going to glean today uh, comes from uh, Dr. Eddie Moody's book, uh, Dealing with Depression, Emotional Issues. Uh, Dr. Eddie Moody uh, is our promotional secretary uh, for the Free Will Baptist, and I don't like using this word, but if there's a top dog in our denomination, he's it. And, that, and please, he does not see himself that way, that's not the intention of it, he just helps oversee the denomination. But he's also a licensed psychologist, and I don't know if he still is. Jason, you might know more about that. But he did teach at one of the universities there in one of the Carolinas. So he he knows what he's talking about. He's he's got several books out. And by the way, we did have them available, and I probably still do in my office. If you'd like to have one of these books, please let me know. Uh, But the great thing is not only has he been trained in that field, he's a Christian too as well. And he loves God. And, uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting him several times. He's very humble, a uh, very down to earth person. But a lot of what we're going to learn today is going to come from some of the things he wrote about as we begin to apply this thing about depression. Let's go ahead and do our connect. What we've got here, I hope it works out okay. Did you get my email on that, Jason? Okay, th- thank you. Uh, we're going to show some things on the, on the overhead here on the, uh, on the PowerPoint, and each of these are kind of paraphrased statements that some Bible character made, okay? Now, what I'd like for you to do is guess which one might have made it. I moan and cry all the time. That's going to be hard to do, I realize that, but who do you think might have said something like that? Do you want now? Job had a reason to, to, and uh, uh, let's see here. He'll be one we'll talk about, but that's not this one here. That's good, good, good guess. Do you want now? It was David in Psalm six six. Now again, these are kind of paraphrases, but his heart was broken. Second one. Why didn't I die at birth? Take a guess, Dan. It is Job. Now, by the way, Jeremiah also said that, okay? But Job said that. Why didn't I die? But in fact, Job was so adamant, he cursed the day he was born. Is that depression? You know it is. Yeah, he didn't curse God. That's right. I mean, he cursed the day he was born. That's a good point, Dan. In fact, he—you know—his his his wife said, "Once you curse God and die." No, he didn't curse God, but he did curse the day he was born. Number three. Please take my life. It's better for me to live. I mean, to die than to live. These are hard to do. I realize that. Who was it, Jason? Wow. This guy's a prophet. Okay, the next one, Jason. Cursed be the day which I was born. That was Jeremiah. Mm. We'll talk about him a little more today. Next one, Jason. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. That was Elijah. Who was Elijah? Prophet of God. And just the day or two before that, guess what he had done? Had that great victory at Mount Carmel. The thing is, Depression affects everyone. Yes. Absolutely, you do. Yes. Absolutely. And and you're right. Uh, You feel like you're all alone. And really, sometimes you wonder, does anybody even care? Isn't that true? What's the point going on? And that's, you know, certainly it can happen to our lives. Now, here's what those who study trends tell us. Depression is at an all-time high. Now think about that. We've got more gadgets and gizmos than they've ever had more ways and forms of entertainment, and yet depression is at an all-time high. Gallup did a, a poll, a research, back in May of 2023. And they, they were doing research on depression in the United States. And one question they asked was this. Has a doctor or nurse ever told you that you have depression? 29% said yes. Another question they asked, Do you currently have... Are you currently being treated for depression? 17.8% said yes. So according to those statistics, one out of six of Americans said they were currently depressed. That's 10% higher than it was 10 years ago. 10% higher. And because of that, because so many people are depressed, I think it's fair to say that either we or someone we know is struggling in that area. And let me say to you this morning, Depression is real. It's a battle for a lot of people. Now, I will say that I rarely get depressed. I don't, not that I don't ever do, but I rarely do. But I remember, you know, never being depressed for quite a period of time. And I thought, "Get over, it, people." You know what I mean? Get over it, especially if you're a Christian, come on right now, I'm wrong for thinking that, but that's how you should think. but you know what? I also thought that about headaches. I never get a headache. Pam married one, but i I never get a headache unless I hit my head, and I thought people were kidding me, but the same is true as the bread It's real. It is real. So our first key truth this morning is, again, someone we care about ourselves will eventually struggle with depression. Okay, we've got several verses to cover again this morning. Let's go to Jonah chapter 4 verse 3. Jonah 4 verse 3. And we'll talk more about him here in a moment in a moment. Jeremiah chapter twenty, verses fourteen through eighteen. Okay, 1st Kings 19, the first 4 verses please. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Dan. Three uh, three men from the Scriptures. Jonah, Jeremiah, and Elijah. Now, first of all, uh, had we not known their stories, would we have expected these guys to deal with depression? No. All men of God. Now, there are Many reasons for depression, um, why people get depressed, and one reason that can cause depression is sin. Think about that. And of course, we read one verse from Jonah, and uh, most likely he became depressed because of sin. God told him to go somewhere and Jonah did what? He went the opposite direction. Probably as fast as he could get. When he found himself at the bottom of the sea in the belly of a great fish, he repented. (laughs) But his sinful attitude came back. By the time we get to the last chapter of Jonah, chapter 4, he's mad at God. Because God spared Nineveh. And so Jonah says, God, just take my life. Take my life. Now here's the problem. Jonah hated the people of Nineveh, and he never got over it. You think God was pleased with that? And because of his sin of not obeying God, he was depressed. He sinned by refusing to go them, go to them at first. He ran the other direction. Dan, you're right. But he also sinned because he continued to hate them. And he couldn't pull himself out of that depression. Now, by the way, you'll find Jonah mentioned a couple of times in the Old Testament, but this is the book about what went on. And what that reminds us is that anybody involved in sin can become depressed. Now, I am getting really tired of hearing all this about gay rights and all that kind of stuff. They shouldn't have any more rights than I have or you have. But it is a known fact, and I don't have all the letters here, but LBG, LGBT community, it is a known fact. In fact, uh, the results of the U.S. Census data uh, indicate that in that community, their rate of depression is higher than the rest of those outside that community. Now, they try to attribute that because of discrimination, but over the last few years, they've been more accepted in our society. And the problem is, it hasn't helped. And I want to say today, When people insist on doing the opposite opposite of what God commands, just like Jonah did, they shouldn't find it surprising when they become depressed over it. We cannot live against God's word and not be depressed. That's something we have to understand. One cause is sin in our life. It was true in Jonah's life, and it can be true in our life as well. So sin can cause depression. Second of all, our circumstances. We look at Jeremiah a moment ago, read from Jeremiah, and I love to hate reading that book of Jeremiah. Because every year I do, I thought, Lord, how do he do it? How in the world did he do that? I mean, I've never experienced what he went through. They hated him. They, he preached the truth. They stood against him over and over and over and over again. Uh, you know, even his own family in, in chapter 11 and chapter 12 turned against him. Uh, they plotted against Jeremiah. They ignored his words. Uh, they attacked him. They put him in stocks. Uh, they threatened him, if you will. Uh, He was falsely accused, he was beaten, he was jailed. Uh, One time they threw him into a cistern in in the mud there. Uh, And no wonder he said he wished he'd never been born. So even Jeremiah went into depression. And it was caused not by sin, but by his circumstances. A second cause of depression is a major change in our lives that are good, even when they are good. A new job, getting married, uh, having a baby. Think about that. It's, it's a known fact that a lot of uh, mothers with newborns get depressed for a while, for whatever reason. So major changes even that are good. and uh, But also bad things can cause depression. A bad medical report, uh, losing a spouse by death, all of those things. And any loss can cause someone to go into depression. A good example we read about was Elijah. Now think about this. He had just met with the prophets of Baal there on Mount Carmel. And you know the story. He said, we'll do this and uh, you call on your God and then I'll call on my God and the God who answered by fire let him be our God. And what happened? Who had the victory there? Yeah, Elijah did. I mean, he was, wow, he was on top of the mountain. I mean, not only there on Mount Carmel, but uh, spiritually, God had answered by Fire. But then the next day, when Jezebel found out what Elijah had done, and she said, may the same thing happen to me if by this time tomorrow you're not dead. So what's Elijah do? He runs. He just faced 400 problems of Baal, And just one wicked queen threatened him and he runs filled with fear and anxiety and paying mission a moment ago he also isolated himself he ran and he ran and he came and he sat down under a broom tree the juniper tree he said Lord I've had enough I have had enough. Take my life. Was he depressed? So, what do you think? What do you think about this, what we just talked about? What's that tell us? It could happen to anybody. And, Cheryl, for me to say to somebody, get over, is that enough? No. No. And think about this. Here was a now think about Elijah. I mean, you know, there by the river, Carith, or the raven came and fed him. He lived his life by faith, did he not? A great man of faith. A man of God. And James says he was a man of like patches, we are, just like us. So, Cheryl, you're right. It can happen to anyone. So apply it. We can avoid some cause of depression, keep away from sin, ongoing sin, and walk closely to God. And so that means we need to to identify circumstances uh, that would make us or those we care about susceptible to depression. Depression. And we have to be ready to take steps to help and encourage when those circumstances arise. Now, so please understand something, folks. And we talked about some of the causes, sin, circumstances, a loss, something new, even good in our lives. And it happens to everyone sooner or later. So let me ask sort of a question here. If we are depressed due to a circumstance we have caused. So what are some of the steps that we might take to get out of it? Our depression is because of something we have caused. What can we do about that? We can go back and make things right. Now, I like that, Pam, but who do we have to make things right with first? We got. Yeah. When you realize what oh, I've done this. It's my fault. We ask God for forgiveness and repent, but then we do what, Pam? Yeah, go to others, make it right. Make it right. Ask them for forgiveness. But also, let me tell you this, okay? And I know there are some in the Christian circle would, would not like what I'm about to say. But of that depression, a lot of times, we need professional help. Now, I never recommend... I don't know what word to use here. Well, I do. I would never recommend anyone as a psychiatrist who's not a Christian. Someone who doesn't base their things on God's Word. Okay? So sometimes you need professional help. But also, Pam, you mentioned earlier, a lot of times when we get depressed, we want to do what? Mingle with people? No, we want to get, we want to isolate ourselves. So when we're depressed, make sure we draw closer to the church. Surround yourself, ourselves. With a godly community. Good words. Number one. Either us or someone we care about. Will struggle with depression. Number two. There are steps we can take. To help ourselves and others. Overcome. 1 Kings 19 verses 5 through 19. Wait a minute. Hold it. 5 through 18. 1 Kings 5. 19 5 through 8 if I can say it right. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate that very much. By the way, that's why I asked for volunteers to read so I don't have to. (laughs) Some of those names, wow. But think about this, okay? Elisha, he runs, Daniel, right, the opposite direction. He's running from God, running from uh, Jezebel. And he finds himself sitting under a juba tree. Him and who else? He's there all alone. God sends an angel. Isn't God good? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. let's be honest, if anybody should have known better, who should have known better? Elijah should have. If anybody should have known better, I should have known better. So we've all been there. And so the first thing he did, he gave him some food. He addressed the physical need. After all that running, and what happened on Mount Carmel the day or two before, would you agree Elijah was wore out? Sure he was. And my friend, Satan will attack you when you're physically down. He really will. He knows you're weak, and depression can come that way. And so the, the angel said, Elijah, get up and eat something. You need to eat. Wow. And so that's important. And I'm um, trying to find out, uh, understand that. We need to uh, make sure to eat three times a day, or maybe only eat three times a day. Okay? Whatever. But make sure we're taking care of... Uh, The physical part. Now, think about that. Now, another question that comes up a lot of times about Christians, uh, should they take medication to treat depression? Because some people say, no, you shouldn't do that. Depend on who? Depend on God. Uh, Do I have anybody here who takes medication for diabetes other than me? Okay. We do that. We don't think nothing about it. Uh, Maybe somebody here for heart problems. Anybody take medication for heart problems? Okay, you know, cloress or whatever. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we, now, we, we certainly want to pray about that, but God can use those things uh, in, in our life. Now, again, uh, Hezekiah, that king, uh, you know, God said, you're going to die. And he prayed for healing. And God used an anointment, told the prophet to anoint him with this thing. And so together it works. So there's nothing wrong with that. So first thing that you can do is make sure we're okay physically. You know, get up and eat, whatever. Second of all, get into a routine. Get into a routine. Uh, now, Elijah get up and eat and he'd lay down again. But we have to have a routine if you're struggling with depression. Uh, get up uh, at the same time, go to bed at the same time, whatever it is, but get in a routine. Now, again... God didn't say, Elijah, you're a prophet, and you need to act like one. That was true, but God didn't say that to him. But you know what he did ask twice? He said, Elijah, what are you doing here? What kind of question is that? Yeah. But he wanted Elijah to think, what's going, to think about what's going on. What are you doing here, Elijah? Yeah, you're right, God knew. But he wanted Elijah to consider that. What are you doing here? So take care of the physical, get in the routine. The third thing is, and this is tough, stop dwelling on whatever it is that oppresses you. Don't dwell on it. Now remember, Elijah said, well, Lord, don't you know I'm the only one? I'm the only one. And by the way, he said it in verse 10, it says again in verse 14, And the fourth thing is, get outside. In verse 9 through 11, Elijah made a bad decision. He went to a cave. And God said, go for Get out of here. Come out of that cave. Don't pull down the shades. <laughs> Don't stay inside by yourself. It's not going to help you. And God said, Elijah, come out. And if we're going to avoid depression, we've got to overcome it. We've got to get out as much as possible, no matter what. The, third, the fifth thing is, replace wrong thinking with truth. Now think about that. You Do ever, you ever ruminate on something? Do you ever kind of let it simmer in your mind? Not quite boiling, but just, you know, keeping the heat on there. Don't don't think about and mellow in how worthless you might feel. Or the wrongs others have done to us. And we have to meditate on things that are good and healthy. Like, first of all, remember, according to Psalm 46, one, God is our refuge we got to focus on that. God is our refuge. God's with us. He always is with us. And I need this as much as anybody else does. And there was Elijah thinking he was all what? All alone. All by myself. Nobody else cares. He forgot about Obadiah, the other guy who had hid 50 prophets and was feeding them. He forgot about how Obadiah went to Ahab and told him where to meet Elijah. He forgot about Obadiah. Obadiah was serving God. We know that he hid 50 prophets who were doing what? Serving God. But all Elijah could think of, he's all alone. And yet, then God says, Elijah, I've got 7,000 people here in Israel who have never bowed their knee to (laughs) Baal. So get rid of wrong thinking and replace it with truth. Rather than thinking, well, nobody cares about me, two words, stop it. Stop it. The sixth thing we can do is work the problem. God said, Elijah, get back to work. Share all the big names you were reading. Monica. Did a great job, by the way. God said, Elijah, here's what I want. Do this. I'm not going to try to say their name. Do this, this, and this. Get busy. A lot of years ago, and I don't know that, that I was depressed, but I, I wasn't where I needed to be spiritually, where I wanted to be necessarily. And uh, there was another guy, he's moved from Tennessee. And why would anybody go down there? I have no idea. Near Gatlinburg. But he did. Uh, but at any rate, he and I used to go to visitation together. And we were, we, we, we just worked well together. We knew each other well enough and, you know, we, and we would take turns. If people would visit somebody, maybe one night he'd do the talking and, and I'd do the praying or vice versa. Well, one night it was his turn. Well, it was be my turn. And, and I said to my, call him I called my name I said, hey brother, you know, I'm, I'm really not with it. You know, I just, so if you don't mind, you, you need to, you need to take care of this, do the talking. So, I don't remember if he said yes or not, but if he, did, if he did, he lied to me. Could we get in there? We, you know, we, we meet these people. We had an appointment with him, And so I'm waiting for him to start talking. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. I kept waiting, and guess what? He wouldn't. But well, I finally realized that it, wasn't, it wasn't maybe three or four minutes. Then I realized, you know what? I got to say something. You know what he knew? He knew I needed that. He knew I needed to get back to work. I'll never forget that because it caused me to realize, stop focusing on what is wrong and focus on the truth of God's word. That's exactly what God told Elijah. That can't be the bell yet, Jason. So how can we help others? Real quick. Offer to walk with somebody every day who's depressed. Offer to be with them. Not to belittle them. God didn't belittle Elijah. Call call their attention to things that are positive. Even even as you're walking, the flowers around, whatever it might be, the birds, whatever. Share a meal together. But also listen. How many know there's a lost art of listening in our world? I mean, really listen with your heart. Listen to their pain. And number six, help them to see the truth. Because the truth of the matter is, a lot of times when we're going through depression, we don't want to see the truth, do we? We just want to focus on, On our hearts. Dr. Moody came up with several questions we could ask. How am I feeling right now? What has happened to upset me? What am I thinking? How can I react? God addressed Elijah's wrong thinking. And we have to do the same. Solomon was right when he said in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. And the same is true when it comes to depression. How much time I got left, Jason. Okay. A third point or final point was there's hope for those who are dealing with depression. We're not going to read the verses, but in again a continuation of chapter twenty one of First Kings. So God gave Elijah some instructions. But what's interesting, by the time you get to chapter twenty one, we see a different Elijah. He's not afraid anymore. He's not depressed anymore. And so God uses Elijah to confront Ahab. He also uses Elijah to pronounce a judgment on Jezebel. Now, keep in mind, there were bad circumstances, but God strengthened Elijah. And also understand, he had work for Elijah To do. So that tells me that even as depressed as Elijah was. There was hope for him. And guess what? There's hope for us. There is hope for us. So if you know of someone who's dealing with depression. Be a friend to them. If you are dealing with depression. Let others be a friend to you. And I'm telling you folks. What I'm telling you today, it's easy for me to say it here, but when I get depressed, it's not easy for me to say. But mainly, if depression does not go away, seek professional help as we seek the help of God. Depression is real, and it can be very debilitating. All right, next week, we're going to look at an overview of the life of Job. And whenever we have a lesson like that, we'll have a lot of verses that you need to read in the background. I probably won't read them all during Sunday school, but we'll be in Job chapter 1 through Job chapter 2, verse 10. And then we'll be in Job chapter 38 all the way through chapter 42 of Job. So I would recommend you read those this week. Uh, And again, we're not going to have time to read all of those next week, but we're going to find out about the man Job. And uh, by the way, we talked about him earlier. Do you, you think he had a right to be depressed? You know he did. Let's all stand together. Thank you so much for coming. Father, we're so thankful for who you are today. Thankful we have a God who cares about us, a God we can run to, Lord, even when we are depressed. And I pray, Lord, that you will help us to look to you in those times and, God, to seek help when it's needed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless all. each